0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about stasis in the crucible. We're kind of catching up. They've made some changes. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the uh, podcast platforms, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com. Usually Monday through Friday, that's when I'm live. Also, all of my shows, all of my content can be found at sntrnetwork.com we'll be adding new features new shows and segments all the time so be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com now Stasis in the Crucible has been a hot topic right, when it first came out it was, it was probably the most talked about thing is what is Stasis doing to the Crucible? So when Destiny 2 Beyond Light brought the new darkness subclasses to the game and for the rest of year 4, they're supposed to be adding more fragments to increase and improve the subclass as well as the power and customization obviously we have to ask the question what is this doing to the Crucible? How is it being received and what's the game feel like when you're going in there, whether you're going in there in sixes or trials, which just return Stasis in the Crucible was actually immediately cited as a huge problem and many claimed it needed to be addressed. Bungie wasted little time before lowering freeze time length as well as adjusting other abilities. But how does the presence of Stasis feel now after some time has passed? Because there are some different strategies and some different abilities that are getting a lot of attention from the community. So first and foremost, is it overpowered? This is always the question that people want to ask. They always want to ask this question, Is it overpowered? Is this something that is, it is creating uh, is, it, is it creating a dissonance or an imbalance in the crucible? And actually, this is always the focal point. Anytime there's new abilities, subclasses, or exotics in the game, this is always the focal point. Is is it broken? Is it overpowered? I think the challenge in answering this question is we don't actually know the ultimate goal that Bungie has for the Crucible. Because at this point in time, it seems as if they're really in favor of upping the chaos, upping the space magic, making the Crucible more unpredictable, sort of shifting the sands beneath your feet. In the current meta and the game flow of Destiny's Crucible, Stasis seems to offer a lot of different approaches to combat. More experienced players are saying it is having a negative effect, but it can be avoided and mitigated with strategy and decision making. I got a handful of people that play a lot of Crucible. We got Wolvie, obviously, and even Wish You Luck stopped in the other day, and he's like, it's annoying, I don't like it. He believes it is having a negative impact, but he did say it can you can work around it. You know you can use strategy positioning and just and just good intelligence to say you know what I I can I can eat around this. You know you can mitigate it a little bit. Now others are criticizing the lack of room for the light-based subclasses. So recently there was feedback on Reddit that DMG was receiving where he said you know we're hearing a lot about people wanting more gunplay and less abilities, which obviously stasis is probably really driving that narrative but also folks are saying listen there's no room for the light based subclasses stasis is just sort of taking over there's one shade of color in the crucible and it's dark blue it you know it's all of the ice everywhere ever since forsaken there's actually been a pretty consistent flow of complaint about the attunements of the light subclasses kind of lacking customization so now the attunement system is very much I think, seen for what it is. It's very simplistic when compared to the aspects in the Fragment system. As well, people have complained about the lack of use and presence for many of the new and old supers. There are many supers and attunements that see very, very little use in both just standard you know, PvE content and endgame PvE content, and also tons of them just do not show up in the Crucible. Now, to a certain extent, there is always going to be supers that have a bent and they have a lean, right? There is this idea that, you know, oh, that's a PVE. Super, you know, Well of Radiance does show up in Crucible, but you can tell it clearly has a bent and a lean toward being a more PVE super, and then Dawnblade would be basically the opposite. This idea of being mobile and staying in the air and casting down your, you know, your swords—it very, very much feels like there's a difference sometimes. So that's not always an issue, but there certainly does feel like a lack of presence and room for the light-based subclasses. So. This leads to a clear question in light of Destiny's history is what about the Light based subclasses? Are they going to be doing anything for the Light based subclasses? According to Luke Smith in a recent interview, they don't have any short-term plans to update the Light based subclasses. A lot of folks have been continuing to ask this. Are we going to get aspects and fragments on the Light based subclasses? He said, but they have a long enough timeline that allow them to do it. He indicated that if they do that, they're going to remove supers. That was a pretty hot topic. <laughs> last week that was a pretty hot debate people are like you can't just start removing supers you can't just start yanking stuff out of the game and you know obviously that that caused some controversy people are like man luke smith once is coming for your your supers and listen if he's talking about it in an interview it's probably going to happen he's not going to drop this information and then just don't do anything with it so eventually there does seem to be a homogenization that will take place for the light base subclasses I think the challenge here is that many of the light-based subclasses don't have any footing to begin with in the Crucible. They just don't really have a presence or room, and no one's even going to consider using them unless they're dramatically changed. Now, Stasis seems to be tipping the scales even more to a certain degree. So, the question remains, what can be done? If there's no short-term plan to update the life-space subclasses, that leaves a lot of people saying that they would like to see either Stasis nerfed or penned in or, or or trimmed down, which, obviously, we just got this. You know, I asked Wolvie for some input on this, and he said, that's a big question, right? People just spend $50 to get this expansion, to get these new supers, and if you're immediately going to chop them down to size after people have been enjoying them for a while, that's not going to go over well. If there's no short-term plan to help out the light-based sub- subclasses, then that seems to be the only option. And if you don't do that, then it does seem like stasis is going to be the the theme of the week, month, season, and year in the Crucible. Now, perhaps Bungie could start creating counters and weaknesses between the light and the dark-based subclasses. Some people have talked about this, have have things that counteract the freezing effects. They could even maybe consider creating exotics for the light-based subclasses to enable darkness power mitigation and vice versa. So you could have Solar, arc and Void getting some love in the realm of exotics to mitigate some of the freeze. Now, one of the main problems that I have with that is now you're literally doing patchwork. It's like, well, if I go into the Crucible, Stasis has such a strong presence, I'm literally outfitting my character with a stasis mitigation build or super so I think some of this would have to be intrinsic if you run dawnblade or if you run any of these other light based supers it would almost have to be intrinsic because a major major hang up I would have about that is you're basically admitting stasis is so dominant in the crucible that you're creating exotics that now I basically build myself to be the opposite of of stasis if you remember world at war call of duty world at war Everybody ran Juggernaut, so everybody ran Stopping Power. You basically were like, I I have to run Stopping Power. It's basically a necessity, and that's what this would start to feel like, is either run Stasis or run a Stasis-Mitigating Exotic, and I'm not sure if that's the right path to take. At the end of the day, the Light-based subclasses are in need of some kind of an update to keep Stasis from completely taking over. I'm not saying it is completely taking over, but it is starting to feel like that. Now, lastly, within the world of Stasis, the question has to be asked. What about Warlocks, right? What about Warlocks? They, they, they don't really seem to have any footing. They kind of got punched immediately within a week or two of the expansion, and they haven't really gotten back up off of the canvas, all right? Hunters and Titans seem to have a very very strong, if not I would say stronger presence with their stasis abilities when compared to their warlock counterparts. Shatter dive for Hunters and the agility and speed for Titans when they're shattering these wall grenades, these glacial grenades, it's potentially leaving Warlocks in a really awkward position. Warlocks initially had a lot of power with their melee ability Penumbral Blast, the range, the speed, the immediate freeze power was incredibly disruptive at the beginning of the expansion and Bungie may have overcorrected you know that I understand they they kind of hit it from all angles right length of freeze went down and then they lowered the range they lowered all of it like so they may have overcorrected. Warlocks may be kind of stuck. Even if you brought Penumbral Blast back up to its previous glory, it still might not feel like warlocks are on par with Shatter Dive and the and the increased slide that Titans have on those glacial grenades. The movement of the other two classes really should be considered here. Perhaps an updated aspect could give warlocks some sense of mobility or agility to close some of this ability gap that seems to currently exist. However, the concern here would be if you do this for Warlocks and you leave Hunters and Titans where they are right now with Shatter Dive and a Dune Marchers build, right? I mean, these are really strong builds for busting those glacial grenades and being a headache. I think Shatter Dive especially folks are looking at for at least some semblance of a cooldown. If you double down on this and you say, all right, we need to give warlocks some of this power too, you're going to create a larger rift that we just talked about between the dark subclass and of, of stasis and the current light subclasses available in the game so the other dilemma Bungie really needs to outline here I think is their aim and their goal for darkness subclasses the new fragments and the chaos angle of the crucible without that information in the framing we just don't know what's good bad right or wrong right now because we don't really know where they're heading if someone comes into your house and they're remodeling, or we, we made the Bob Ross analogy earlier, sometimes it looks like he's messing the painting up, because he knows where he's going and you don't, and right now, we don't know where Bungie's going with the Crucible and the Chaos and the Power, so it's hard to know, is this too strong, is this too much, do the other subclasses need raise to this power, do they need raise to this efficacy, or is Stasis completely off the rails? Until Bungie really outlines their goal, their long-term goal for what they think the Crucible should look like, we're sort of left wondering, is Stasis where they want it, and the other subclasses aren't, or is Stasis in need of some work? So, if you're listening to this on iTunes, any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. If you're here in the audience, don't leave, we're about to do Q&A about this, and if you're a paying member, you can submit questions live in the chat. As always, those that listen or watch elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Stasis in the Crucible. If you're listening to this, any of the audio formats where it hits, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com. And some of these Q&A sessions, sometimes we do co-hosting, and I wanted to bring in Wolverine, uh, one of the the major uh, contributors lately if you see him co-hosting Rageous Roundtable or Repeat Theater Marvel Rewind or The Mando Show, soon to be the vision show. Uh, he's on the line with me right now, co-hosting this Q&A session, and I wanted to actually have him start Q&A by doing a flyover about his thoughts on stasis in the crucible the other thing we'll be doing after this q a session is announcing a new crucible focus channel and show that will be here on the network that wolverine will be heading up so right now though we're just focusing on stasis in the crucible so wolverine you know, you know say hello to the folks at home and then give me your give me your thirty thousand feet flyover on what stasis is doing in the crucible right now
1: first hello to everybody it's been it's been a minute since I've uh, just done the uh the voice call and it feels nice because now that i'm on camera i can wear my tank tops and and not be profusely sweating through everything like that but uh it's uh it's great to be back again speaking to everybody uh especially you know talking about the crucible something uh that i'm very avid about especially with a new subclass that is wreaking a lot of havoc that havoc can be interpreted in a positive or a negative depending on which side of that wall you're about to crush a crush if you know what i mean um totally in, in, in an overall picture real fast i'm having a fun time i was having a great time on Bannerfall weekend and it was a little bit of adjustment i didn't it, it, It was getting used to playing at that high level of stasis. It was the first week back. And I thought the engagements felt a little bit better and people didn't have too much room to complain about what we're focusing on on today's episode. And even this week, this uh, previous weekend on Javelin, uh, a very popular map, my favorite personally, you got to really see what stasis is all about, like truly what it's all about. We got to see um, you know, you, you brought it up in the talk where mm-hmm. one class in particular could be lacking. I I, I can't wait to discuss and hear uh what Chad has to think in terms of possible helping
0: mm-hmm.
1: the warlock um change and maybe become on par. But, um, you know, just to really give my synopsis, I'm having fun with it. I think things need to be altered. I'm not going to sit here and and be ignorant and say things don't need to be changed, even as a hunter main and a hunter soul where I'm only using a hunter. And I can tell you the Dive is serious, but Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if nerfing it or giving maybe everyone a tool to utilize it um so let's let's break into it i can't wait to to talk about specific things and and things that you mentioned in your talk and and everything else uh that chat might have to offer as well and then we'll uh we'll break it all
0: down well before we go to the first question like i actually am curious because i i was suggesting in the video like hey why not give warlocks that that agility or that slam or something to do that the shatter dive and the i i I know a Dune Marcher build's pretty good on Titan 2 with that slide. Um, and the damage from, you know, breaking those glacial uh, glacial walls. If they were to give that to the Warlock, okay? Maybe give some thoughts on how Stasis is sort of taking over, like it's outshining those light-based subclasses. Like, it, it, Is that something that you think is fine for the foreseeable future or would they need to do something? Because you know, Luke Smith seemed to indicate there will not be anything quickly done to the light-based subclasses with aspects and fragments. That does seem to be where some of the power comes from, right? You can customize the character to do increased shatter damage and do a shatter dive or get that really long slide. And if they grant that to the Warlock, because right now the Warlock has the one Rift one, that's nothing in comparison to the other two. And so if they were to do that, 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 to me, would feel like they're really tipping the scales towards stasis. What, what's going on with light base? What can they do to, 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 to slant it and, and not feel so slanted to the one side?
1: Um, You know, it was one of the first questions that I I posed uh, when we kind of discuss in a a flyby of what you're going to be going over today. I said, what are the ramifications of life's classes being second to stasis for a long period of time? They kind of put themselves in a rock and a hard place with stasis currently. And then obviously with Luke Smith's interview with Polygon about the light subclasses, uh, I I think uh, real quickly about the removal of them. you know, I think you know it's a necessary evil to give these classes a standing in Stasis because right now, yeah, obviously you can make the the argument for the top tree Dawnblade at a very high skill ceiling uh, for individuals, but Stasis is pretty much it's just like you said, dark blue. If you look at the top of your screen when you begin a begin a match, you see who you're playing. It's pretty much uh, overwhelmed with dark blue and it's and it's understandable, it's brand new, it's 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 dominant, it's it's what we paid for. That's where I, I find the rock in a hard place uh analogy because are they going to nerf something that was fifty dollars to the ground until the time comes when they raise the light subclasses and then we're playing really OP light subclasses and they're just dominating stasis and then we're going back to this balancing game where they're putting too many of these rocks on the on the scale and they're like wait wait no no no! put some more rocks on the other one no wait, wait, and i'll all put right. more rocks on this one yeah just that's like are, are they gonna just let stasis ride to to just real strength until the next expansion where they finally said all right we needed to press the gas on light because we kind of uh, which i really find kind of you know silly that they didn't see this kind of behavior these you know i understand some you know really specific you know exploits and cheeses are really crazy and you leave it to individuals across the world that don't work for bungie to find these things because that's what they do that's what they, that's their niche but things like a subclass like you, you have to see these kind of metrics it's almost like you know, people have been saying that we've been the play testers for this game for the longest right. time and And I don't know if that's okay for this aspect, (laughs) no pun intended, (laughs) because we have paid for this, and this was the best part, both PvE and, in some arguments, PvP-wise of this expansion, the utilization of, you know, stasis. And then... are are you gonna just put that on the back burner it's just slightly above light and then you finally respect light and then those it's just we're rechanging the scale of power
0: well and and i think that's the big question that i had is you know where where are they taking the crucible because that's that to me is how i would judge this If, if, if they're taking the crucible down this road more chaos more insanity you know more power you know, like Tim Allen on home improvement, right? You know, more power, and so they're trying to ramp it up. If that's where they're going, then we would want to judge changes and adjustments in that frame. But I don't have a frame right now. It's like, is this just another, is this just another instance of crazy, chaotic, really strong thing that won't be like this in six months or a year or whatever? And it is, and is that going to be good for the Crucible? You know, they, let let this run wild and then all of a sudden we get a poison subclass in Witch Queen and they let it run wild and the expansion of Witch Queen they shave all these rough edges back on Stasis so that it's not, uh, that it's not taking over like that, that to me honestly, if I were to make a prediction, I actually think that's what they're going to do. They're going to let Stasis be the be the god tier for a year and then they'll let poison or whatever the next one is and then blight. Uh, those are the, those are the two we think we're getting. You know, the question would be is that good for the crucible long term is the player base going to be okay with that uh, or is that going to lead to a um, a monotony maybe not a monotony but like, they're going to get they're going to get tired of that they're going to get worn out or is it that Fortnite effect you know, Fortnite always did that. They would shake things up, they would kind of go crazy, and everybody would rally to the new strong thing, and that kept everything moving and fresh and new even though the the Fortnite meta was shifting roughly every 30 to 60 days. This would be on a bit of a different uh time frame, but it would it would come with the same idea. So, um that ultimately is where I'm left. I'm left with like a big question mark like, okay, are you guys going to do a dev diary like what's your goal here long term? Not just for stasis but for the crucible in general and how we express our power and skill there because it does seem very much in flux right now and I think that's where I think a lot of the the complaints are stemming from
1: agreed agreed and i I know there are you know individuals that are having such this issue with i I, I don't want to say the simplicity of these moves and and basically throwing down a wall and breaking it but you know, uh, Wish said it, and, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, because he, and I, I think he would have been better to say it this way, it is very easy to predict these ice walls. I I do not consider myself the best. I consider myself a competitive teammate, and that's something I, I will re- reiterate when we talk about the announcement of that show, Teamwork that's something I, I strive for you know making individuals plays is great and having you know your your individual montage but you know having faith in the, the people next to you is what makes you stronger as a collective and truly what makes individuals now with the not the greatest kd go flawless i've i've seen it i've seen it this weekend it happened to me a few times where i've lost game game sevens to individuals that I probably would have beat if it was strictly light subclass, and vice versa, that I probably should have lost to with light subclasses. So, right the the the, the playing scale is plat, is a plateau right now, and people are trying to find that way to climb that that hill that's not really visible yet. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's it's a very predictable move, but at the same time, it's very easy to do and. We we rem- uh, real quickly. I want to just uh, throw out my my answer to what I think they could do to the Warlock, mm-hmm. more specifically with a wall breaking uh, maneuver. Yep. If they gave one similar to the Hunter, where you had to jump and it can only be activated midair, with a where the Warlock would pull out that scepter that they use for their super and just wall break. But not it doesn't have a big radius like the super does just you you really have to be on it like a shatter dive or relatively close that's that would be my real quick flyover. i think if they added that it's you know if they wanted to not mess with cooldowns because i think if you wanted to just fix it as is you just put a little cooldown on that shatter dive nothing crazy like maybe a 2.5 but um if they just wanted to level the playing field and just say hey this is this is this is what it's going to be until we upgrade light subclasses give give the warlock an air scepter throw where it just breaks ice near it like maybe a a five five circumference radius or five yard circumference radius whatever they want to do the math about i'm not the math figure but i'm definitely an an imaginative person when it comes to what something even a subclass i don't even play or class excuse me
0: i would say since you can do that you know the shatter dive all the time you can do the slide all the time You know, maybe some of these do need a bit of a cooldown tied to something. Um, I'm also thinking it'd be pretty cool for the Warlock to get back their penumbral blast, like put it back to maybe when it was a little bit better. Don't take it all the way back, but make, you know, because especially now the freeze duration is lowered, you know, bring back the penumbral blast but then give Warlocks an aspect, and they have to choose between the Penumbral Blast and like a Spear Throw that does what you're talking about, like shatters the wall and does this big explosion, so they're choosing between two really, really strong options, like Penumbral Blast is really good, but if you want to get this shatter ability that all these other people have, you put on this aspect, and then instead they actually throw their Spear, their staff, and it hits the wall and blows up, so now they're at least making a decision, because the I feel the only scene. thing with
1: distance, though, the quick, quick, just real quick, the only mm-hmm. thing with distance is that you're you're creating, right. you're creating, uh, you know, a separation of power where that wall can be bursted at a greater distance, at almost the distance that you're throwing their nade. So that's the only thing. That's where I came up with. That's where I thought of the idea where, if you're gonna make it a very lethal ability like the dive you have mm-hmm. to put yourself in a vulnerable state for right. however many seconds so that's why i feel like only being activated like as a controller player i know i i have my dodge always set to holding down the stick so with um w- with shatter dive you you hold down once in midair so you're putting yourself in a vulnerable state that's why i think maybe if you're gonna make the radius for the warlock a little bit bigger than the other two mm-hmm you you have to give some sort of give and take. You have to put yourself in a vulnerable stance to to break that ice. And and here's the the, the reverse on putting um if we're gonna put a cooldown on the hunter shatter dive, you got to put a cooldown on that that titan slide. Well, no, there Titans there is a cooldown everywhere.
0: on the on the titan slide. Oh,
1: is there? Or is there excuse me. Then I stand yeah. corrected. If you do two I, back
0: I, to back, I I misspoke earlier too when I said I I lump them together. A cooldown on shatter dive. I think to match the cooldown on the slide. Not that it matters, right? What cooldown are you going to create? They they it only works right if there's a glacial grenade. So like you know what I'm saying? The cooldowns aren't really going to do much anyway cuz if they have a glacial grenade, they're going to have their shatter dive. They're going to have their slide, you know. So Exactly. Exactly. I don't think it would matter that much cuz it, it's 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 in it's in relation to uh more more really the, the grenade uptime and um so I, that that again is why i'm asking like that's the question ultimately where are they taking to, crucible and is this part of the, is this part of the game plan is this the blueprint for the future to have it it, it feels like the chaos is going up you know yeah
1: they, they we've, we've been talking about ice related subclasses for so long and i remember you know way back in you know, March when we were like, Oh, what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like? And then now here we are, we're like, remove it, take it out. (laughs) Just, you know, pitchforks and torches. Well, some, some people are, I'd say the community is probably in a good, good split, maybe even a 60, 40 against stasis. uh, and, And to some retrospects, I, unfortunately, have a lot of friends on my friends list this weekend that were having a little bit of difficulty, you know, uh, uh, adapting to, to stasis, whether it was their own abilities or predicting abilities. I, I was kind of surprised to be honest, because like I said, I, I typically, like I said, I, i I'm, I marvel at teamwork. I'm not, I'm not a schlup, but I, I'll typically will put myself around, you know, good people or at least, you know, parallel to myself. Mm -hmm. and some of the some of the best guys i play with they were they were they were struggling and it it was kind of it was i was excited for myself but i was a little deterred because i want to succeed with others i don't want to succeed by myself i want to i want to be able to be
0: succeeding at something that others are succeeding at at a competitive level right right and i think that is where I always want to wait before we rip something up. It's like, okay, let people adapt and figure it out before we call for nerves. And so, I, that's why I wanted to do this um, this episode. And you know, and Weezy's making a good point. You know, Shatter Dive isn't really the problem. It's Whisper of Fissures is the issue. I mean, maybe, and and that's one of the things I think that can make this less painful is they can go to individual aspects and fragments and tone them back so you don't murder the entire uh, subclass however, it, you know it, it's so, if these things feel so good in PVE that would be the concern you know, can they go in and make these adjustments to aspects of fissures or something else and not have it dialing back the efficacy and the strength in PVE because that's when things will get frustrating I think for more people uh, you know, if you, you tone it down, especially if it's kind of cheesy if you tone it down, usually the Crucible people complain but then they get over it, they know they know deep down that Shatterdive's in a weird spot right now Uh, you know, especially like with what Wheezy's saying, on top of uh, Whisper of Fissures Um, so, can they go in and do it specifically in Crucible? that's ultimately the question, and if they can't if they can't separate the sandbox then this is where the tension will always lie is that we bought a bunch of awesome stuff, and it feels awesome, and it's really, really strong. How long can it go crazy in the crucible before they they, they, they trim it back, and then then it gets less attention in PVE? And is that what they want? Do they are we going to be in a similar situation in Witch Queen where we're all running around with whatever the new subclass is, sort of being like, yeah, well, you know, Stasis ain't what it used to be, you know? And that's 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 a distinct possibility. So. Uh, let's transition to the questions here. The first question comes from Andrew Carrera. says, I actually think stasis is good for the Crucible. While, yes, it needs some adjustments, it forces us to play different than we've been playing for the past six years. It gives counterplay to the hypermobility you can currently abuse, uh, in, pre- in quotes, abuse to make up for the lack of gun seal, ETC. It's really not much different than spamming Icarus Dash, uh, ETC. Freezing uh, does need to be adjusted. So we 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 we're, we're dealing with more commentary than question here, but that's okay. Uh, sometimes we just, you know, we don't have a lot of inquiry about something like this because it was more of an opinion video anyway. Um, you know, th- this is something that gets said a lot. The idea that stasis is good. It's spicing things up. It's shaking up the the sediment at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the the fish tank, right? You know, we're getting rid of the the old and we're we're you know, new things are emerging. Um, and the, the idea of slowing down the shotgun rushers and people having to be thoughtful about where they go and how they position themselves is essentially what many feel stasis is doing. So if you're on like team pro stasis, this is a common sort of theme sentimentality or talking point that you probably, you know, put on forums, Twitter, or, or talk about with your friends. Uh, you know, Wolvie, I know this is something you've talked about that it's, it's, it's Having an effect, whether it's good or bad, is up to you know kind of subjective, but it can be in your mind, you know, mitigated but do you think that it's 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 gonna become less mitigatable or as we as I gave the example earlier with the World at War reference, is it going to become such an override you know overriding shade of color that it that that's what crucible is, is a stasis battle, you know?
1: Where we are with that timeline, that's where we're on the fence about. We're we're discussing whether or not they're just going to bring down this hammer and, and treat it like a hard light and completely just take it off the map
0: mm-hmm.
1: with $50 or if they're just going to do minor tweaks uh, with things like fissures. It's it's really a, a coin toss for us sitting in the back at this point. We, we've we been... It's been a very strange year altogether and, and especially with predicting what Bungie's doing with what we think uh, is the right idea or the popular idea. It's hard to say because I, I, personally, I think this is the, I, I, I make uh, i tease. One of my friends, I say this is embrace the darkness, brother. It's just, this is, this is what they wanted for a little bit, whether or not they had the, the hindsight to predict the the power the raw nature of these these subclasses being just that much more dominant than the light subclasses just as quickly as a hunter versus hunter i i don't go up against any light subclasses super to super afraid of any engagement anymore i hmm. i and, and and that's and that will even put a guy even at a high kd as well just because i feel very confident with uh uh, uh with squall it's it's just the 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 ability to just stop someone in their tracks focus team fire like i said i was a a a top tree void player um night stalker and the, I used it more for the kit and the biggest flaw back was obviously the tether being a one shot and sometimes you pop it in the air you die yeah you got three people tethered but your, your team isn't around but at least with this one the squalls following following and getting kills even after you died so it just it changes up the whole play style of, of an individual
0: yeah and I mean this is honestly I think the sort of an identity marker of a game that goes this long. that's why I used Fortnite in an example like if you want to keep people playing in season one two three four five and beyond and you want to keep people playing Destiny crucible and having it feel fresh in year four and five and six because you know the game's getting long on the tooth here then this is probably just part of the way that it goes is they're gonna throw a cinder block in the, in the in the pond and it's gonna ripple out and change everything and you gotta ride the wave and adapt because they're, you just have to know that they're not gonna add new subclasses every year and have them just sort of be you know, ho-hum bland, sit them in the corner they want them to be the spice they want them to be the thing that you're You know it's kind of like the person who puts tabasco sauce on everything right like this is the thing that you take with you everywhere now you go into crucible you go into pve and you just you take stasis with you it just feels good it's fun it's new it's you know it's it's hot and they're going to do the same thing every year and so the mentality of the player you play however you want you can formulate your opinions however you want it does seem like it needs to be a lot more of an adapt or die mentality in the past It was more of like just shift to whatever the gun meta is, you know. You would just shift to whatever that gun, or you know, everybody went to the hard light, or you know, everybody was running shotguns, or you know, whatever the case may be. This is a little bit different because it feels like it's a little bit more thoughtful. There, there seems like there's maybe a little bit more strategy, um, which is odd to say because we're talking about the chaos increasing and ability use increasing, and yet you have to be a more thoughtful player. That's a, I think, feel like that's an odd. That's an odd ox it's almost like an oxymoron. It's like they've increased ability, spam, and and ability presence, and you almost have to be a smarter player now to to play on this battlefield.
1: Exactly. It's it's we've these subclasses have given us another tool to take into take into the realm of the crucible. I have another por- portion of my arsenal Where I'm not relying so much on my weapons. So pretty, dare I say, 50, less, more than 50% now. It's just, I think I had just as many stasis kills as I did gun kills. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but whether or not the production is just weighing out guns completely i've always thought and and uh i'll give credit to greg because greg said it earlier in tra- in chat mm-hmm. that if you want to just strictly gun play halo Infinite's around the corner and we can play with with craig the brute <laughs> that meme we can play with him all day long and just in our gun skills but even even though with halo we're, we're you would still gonna get some sort of new armor capabilities where he's gonna be flying across the map so uh you know to each their own i I understand it's 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 change this is what we're experiencing we're experiencing change i've Mm -hmm. just adapted a little bit ahead of the curve and i'm not alone there's plenty of people some people that were at a higher point of power before stasis and are still able to maintain the status quo others are, are either having a little difficulty or they're seeing others arise to their level and that's a little bit shaky yeah. Um, it's hey, man, it's, it's part of the changing times. I, 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 we don't know what the scale is going to look like past on a weekly basis They mm-hmm. we they're on vacation right now. They, they basically haven't said much. I know the one cat has been in Reddit, but you know, his, you know, his, his responses sometimes could come come with like a, it's just like, I, I don't know how to take him <laughs> in some instances and that's not a knock it's just truly they speak in code out there and i know they don't want to reveal too much but they're like yeah tell us what you think hmm hmm. it's just all right dude
0: (laughs) it's like that meme now that i see i love this meme where the guy comes and he's like my work is done here and she's like you didn't do anything (laughs) that's what it feels like sometimes the cm's Um, like my work is done here it's like you didn't do anything (laughs) You
1: got a uh, you got a new uh, you got a new Rages tier one with Craig by the way big, uh, F- you
0: know, big funny after name. you said Craig <laughs> we got a yeah. brand new <laughs> member thank you Craig for clicking the join button that's four members today. Guys, if you want to submit questions and have them show up on the screen like this, smash the join button. Five bucks a month. Get you a badge, emotes, and then you can submit these questions for these sessions that we do. And then a tip came through Super Chat from Modern Net Monk. It says, looks like your prediction from about space magic from discussing the future of PvP as well as Drewski's video on deck building are the future now. Um, this is why I think it would be probably good for Bungie to have a pretty frank uh, conversation about where are you taking us, you know? What exactly is going on? Because, y- you know, if you were packing your car up for a road trip and you told your kids to bring, you know, flippers and a swimsuit, they know what to expect. Like, oh, we're going to go swimming. But I was like, yeah, bring flippers, a swimsuit, uh, make sure you bring a snowsuit too, and uh, earmuffs. Um, oh, and, and bring bring a, bring your fishing pole. It'd be like, wait, 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 what, what am I preparing for? It would be a little disorienting. And I think right now, that's where people, at least myself, are. You have this mode called Trials of Osiris that sadly is not getting great engagement, but they're invested in it. They're doing new armor and new adept weapons next season. And it's highly competitive and in the midst of it being highly competitive and being this area they also have iron banner that's supposed to be considered a competitive where it's power enabled and in the midst of all this they've thrown more chaos power and ability spam into the crucible so it's it's odd it's it's like again it's like you've told me to bring a swimsuit and a snowsuit i don't understand which what are we going to be doing where are we going you know your, your kids would rightfully be a little confused i mean And so I think that's where some of us are and it's difficult to know and to plan and that's why I think the best thing I guess to do is to take on that mentality of adaptation. Just adapt to what's going on and I remember being very annoyed with shotguns in Destiny 1 and finally someone's like, just embrace the meta bro and it was such a simple piece of advice and I did and You know i i started having a better time it it, it, i didn't like sort of feeling like i was pigeonholed being like well you got to you know like you told your friend you know embrace the darkness but that is honestly sort of an undercurrent narrative in all pvp games you've got to embrace the meta and the meta is not always the same
1: you know exactly Um, exactly it's just it's taken a different turn i see people asking about shatter dive is on a cooldown no Yeah, omnidirectional, yes, but it's very these these are predictable moves. I I I even look back at my play. It's just like sometimes I I I ask myself, it's just was this was this telegraphed uh, enough to where people couldn't have seen it? That's where I'm just I ask myself because it's it's pretty easy and it's not as. Quick as some individuals might make it seem, yes, the best players are are, are going to be the best. The, the top 0.1% are going to sometimes remain at the top 0.1%. So, their abilities to utilize this maneuver, especially with the the wall and dive combo, it, it, it's 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 perfect. It's perfect for for most people's play style, and um, more particularly, I feel that it's stopped other people's gun play style, just like you were alluding to with the shotgun. It's just, and then the one individual I, I laughed hysterically at the Unga Bunga. I, uh, I think um, people's shotgun capabilities and what we've been used to with special ammo going in to the fray reckless abandon with someone mentioned reckless abandon with the shattered eye. People were reckless abandoning with special ammo for seasons beyond and exotics you know made that an extension of that reckless abandon with special ammo so that's that's that would be my my pushback to that is that we've been in a reckless abandon uh uh, you know capability with special ammo now we're just being reckless abandoned with our with our powers
0: right and and i think that it's always been this way in the crucible is it like folks complain about something that they're also using <laughs> they're like you know they we, we they, they, we're going around with all this all this power and it's like i'm so sick of this and then they're also using the thing they're sick of so you know it's always there's always that lovely you know walking contradiction in the crucible that <laughs> so many people in the destiny community uh have so let's go to the next question uh let's go to the next question hitman question. Coming in. that was a great question yeah that was that was Um, says Lono, I think stasis is in a decent spot, uh, after overall, after the much needed tweaks. However, other supers are way too easily frozen and that's probably an area they need to address keeping all supers relevant. Yeah. You know, it's interesting the the idea of doing like a, a counter, you know, well, if I run solar, I can counter some of this stuff but then you also run into what I talked about earlier where everybody ran juggernaut so everybody ran stopping power you create this shadow over the over the game and because the 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 shadow is so big everybody runs the same everybody feels they have to run stopping power everybody feels they have to run something that mitigates uh you know stasis and so that's i I don't know I feel like that's a different um uh, that's a different path that they may not want to go down, but what they could consider doing is they could consider saying, "Hey, supers need some level of intrinsic stasis uh resistance, you know um it and, and without and without that, you're gonna to continue to have this feeling of like this is a second class super. this is a second class subclass right now um and 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 when that happens, I think you're you're almost doing the they had to build reckoning for how strong we are. So they have to build uh subclasses and they have to build exotics to, to, to mitigate how strong stasis is. It's like well now you're I don't know, now you're basically I feel like you're ping ponging. You know? It's like ding 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 if you ever played you know uh, if you've ever played like a pinball and it's like the, the ball's like bouncing all over the place. Um if if that's all they're gonna be doing it's like you're gonna be constantly reacting. To, uh, two stasis as opposed to stasis being one of maybe, you know, one of many options in, uh, in the toolbox. What do you think about this? Wolvie? I mean, are some of these supers just not, not relevant because ice just shuts them down? Y- yes. To answer the question. Yes. And, and to talk about something you just uh,
1: mentioned with answering uh, their question, I do not see them just st- Tweaking a super just to stay alive a little bit better. It's viability because of stasis. It's just going to be part of the plan when they update light subclasses in general. I- I've, I've been almost asking for the top tree tether to be able to one shot any other super that was for instance, roaming. I I've always argued that that since it was, it's one shot, it should be able to one shot any character within a roaming super obviously not being able to break a bubble but any roaming super I feel that the top tree tether should have been able to to one shot another guardian regardless of in their super if they're in their super they'll be able to eat it and still be able to follow up of the kill if they're you know accurate enough but it just goes back to my original uh, thought they're not going to just change things because of You know what's going on. We we know because of the polygon interview that there is going to be changing to light classes, and there's going to be some sort of condensing that they will be doing along with that. But I, how how that how that you know what what that fabricates into. It's it's we're still you know waiting to see and what that looks like. It's just I'm worried about what the nerf to stasis does overall. Because they can't just focus on one subclass, and they can't just completely pump the brakes and the entire stasis altogether. Because it's part of the expansion. It's that—that's where I feel we would be getting into. We we talk have conversations about uh, content loops and loot grinds. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're talking about nerfing expansions. That's that's really what we're talking about in this point. Because let's let's face it. I know. The, my PVE brothers and sisters hate this uh, about the repercussions of nerfing and PVP and what that translate but that's obviously what that's going to relate to that's what will have uh, abilities just being obsolete in both um, aspects of the game
0: well and this is always going to be their dilemma that they've created is the selling point of these expansions is going to be subclasses you know and if If they get nerfed, if they get chopped down, you know, that's a that's a frustration that people are gonna feel. So I I really don't feel Stasis is gonna get penned in anytime soon. This is this is gonna be like this. I wouldn't expect any even notes about it or or talks about, you know, penning some of this until summer. Now, they may do something to shatter dive, but outside of that, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna wanna do too much here. They want it to feel like it's the the flavor of the month but you know it's more like the flavor of the year and i th- you know I-, I honestly feel like that's what they're going for I, it, you're going to see the colors come in i mean if you look at mm. witch queen there's this green you know already kind of present in the marketing and i think we're going to see something very similar it's going to be very green very poison based and uh, we already see this with necrotic and, and thorn and then like lightfall you know it's very black and white it's very taken and it's going to be a very similar thing. I, I think I honestly think that's that's kind of where they're going and yes. Yes. you know
1: um we we now I'm going to say something that could be, you know, controversial, but they have a plan and that plan is stasis. It seems that way and it lo- looks as if that's going to lead into Witch Queen and, you know, Lightfall either in the injection of a uh, newer subclasses or extensions of the current stasis, whether that's treed deck building. I believe that's what uh, was the term I, I heard. Uh, it's I'm curious. I, I just like when we talk about uh, upgrades to light is, is that what the lights subclasses will, will look like a, building system with aspects and fragments and if they do it's like uh, how are they gonna you know compete with actual ice fragments on the field being able to be broken apart that you'd have to give uh, a trade-off like you were saying like maybe the solar can melt the ice a lot quicker or what have you and maybe yep. void counters arc in some fashion I, I i don't know what you know the ying to their yang might be
0: but that always turns into a rock, paper, scissors. You know, you you, you come around a corner and you're decked out to, to mitigate stasis and the guys run an arc and you're like, oh, shoot, I need void. Like, that, it can start to get a little busy. You know, this isn't a character ability-driven game like Overwatch or Valorant. So it can get a little... I don't know. It it doesn't feel built from the ground up for the the rock, paper, scissors system that I think would ultimately come from that, is that, you know, void counters, arc, arc counters, poison, poison counters, blight. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have this big wheel that points to the next, where one thing always counters the next thing. I don't know, man. That starts to get so busy, and I don't know if this game's built from the ground up, because it sounds awesome. But then I'm thinking, is it Is that what you're gonna want to lose to though? Like I'm built to mitigate stasis. Nobody's running stasis. So I'm 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 having I'm struggling or I'm kinda getting over overrun here. So I gotta switch or whatever now. I think in trials that could work because you would check the people beforehand and and have loadouts ready to rock. Like, oh, this team is running arc, you know, arc solar stasis, so we need to run you know the the counter to that or whatever but then that gets busy too because like if you switch to the counters to their builds aren't they then going to want to switch to the counters to your builds and it's like this ever shifting sort of every counter would have to be its counter like if you want to counter stasis with solar those two would have to butt heads so if you pick solar to counter stasis that guy stays on stasis to counter you right like it's it's like when you play backyard football and the two big guys line up it's like they're they're picking their they're picking their man based on size right and they're and they're clashing the rest of the afternoon um You'd almost have to build it that way, because if not, it would never. It'd be never ending. You'd always feel like you need to switch, because they're constantly switching too. You know?
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's balancing the scales. Like we've got to put a little rocks here because this is powerful now. Uh, no, no, we're gonna we got to put some on the other side. It's just we will constantly go into this ever, never ending loop on this is powerful, that is powerful, instead of having some sort of proper balance system where. There is a counter to something, but it's not so heavily weighted where you have to still use your s- skill as a person controlling that guardian I- into it. It can't just be a, a blatant, oh, okay, I got I got solar, so it's just going to completely torch whoever is um, stasis. It, I mean, it can to a degree if you have a very skilled person behind the sticks or mouse and keyboard, whatever, what have you. But at the same time, I, I feel that counter system has to be weighted where you're getting uh, some sort of advantage but at the same time you're just that's it regardless of your player skill it's just you now you're just you know it's a a scale of power thing we'll find out which one is the more viable
0: yeah. And I think Greg's right. I think some of this is scope creep. Like I don't think the scope of the game's foundation was ever built with some of this stuff in mind. This is why yep. I think Grandmaster Nightfalls are terrible, because it's it's basically scope creep. You're going into a house and a room or or a building that was never designed to have a swimming pool put in it and you're doing it anyway. And it's just like in this <clears throat> this kind of feels that way. There there there's a foundation beneath all this that doesn't that doesn't seem built necessarily with some of this stuff in mind so it'll be interesting to see how uh, this evolves uh, over especially the next year we know they're bringing more aspects and fragments and uh, Ashton has a question for us in regards to light-based subclasses do you see Bungie changing oh, I'm start charging for it since again light-based classes are in the free-to-play package of the game or do you think that they'll charge more for future content to justify the updates I mean there's a little bit. There's a. There's something baked into this question that they don't typically do, which is updating existing classes and abilities never costs any money. I, I understand what you're doing. You're creating an equivalency between Stasis being part of an expansion and the light-based subclasses becoming homogenized into the aspects and fragments. Like, you're, you're equating those two. I don't think they're equal. I think anytime they reach into existing stuff and update it, they're not going to charge you for that. Hey, guys, you know, we're updating... The, the light based subclasses uh, to be aspects and fragments it's not going to cost something, that's just something they change and here's one of the reasons they have to do that, okay, that's a foundational change to the game itself, they can't monetize that, what are you going to do, sorry you can't use your, your light based subclasses anymore until you buy the expansion or until you buy the season or whatever it's, it's it's too baked into the crust of the game. You can't make changes to those subclasses and charge money for it. It wouldn't make any sense. So I don't think they'll charge, no. It'll just be basically them changing the base game. An example would be when they start doing things to... If they start changing things in strikes and adding, you know, maybe positive modifiers, negative modifiers, or whatever, you don't have to pay for that. That's just them, you know, adding adding or adjusting existing stuff. So I you know and I, obviously there's there's a discussion in chat about you know this is this is pay to compete you have to buy the DLC to compete and it's just like you had to buy forsaken i'm sorry you had to buy taken king if you wanted to compete cuz titan hammers were meta for a while and and, and hunter tether became meta for a while those were were really really strong pvp classes for a while and they were part of a dlc and uh you know similarly and forsaken made the game
1: fun in a different in a different sense as well gave you a different perspective instead of what we were originally playing with it's just part of the business scale unfortunately
0: well and and james the big james is saying didn't people have to pay for the third subclass path but that's new Updating what's already there is not the same as a brand new super. So when they added the new supers in, ta- in in the Taken King or Forsaken, those were brand new. That's like a new exotic. It's like a new ability. It's a new thing. If they reach in and say, hey, we're changing the subclasses to look like this now, they're not going to charge you for that. that, that I, I believe those are fundamentally different categories. I understand the point that you're making, but I don't think they're equivalent. When they added the you know blade barrage, way of a thousand cuts and code of the missile and all those things, those were brand new. When they reached in and shuffled things around, tweak things, buff things, nerf things on your existing classes, they never charged for that. Again, they can't Do you understand? They can gray out a new super or a new attunement and be like, you don't own the DLC. They can gray out something, but they can't, like, withhold an update from you and be like, well, what's going to happen to my light-based subclasses? Can I not use them? Or will they be the old version? Your source code's going to get all jacked up. Like, the base code of the game gets updated and you just get that. And if they add something new, sure. And this is my argument for Iron Banner, and Trials, and the Vanguard Playlist. If you add new loot, it should be grayed out for non-season pass holders. Start to make money on those items. That's pay to win, shut the frick up. No, it's not. Every time they've added new loot, new abilities, new stuff, and you want it, you gotta pay the money. Quit this pay to win crap, it's garbage. It's not true, it's never been true. It wasn't true Anytime they've ever put new loot in the game and you had to spend money to get it. The, the, the new loot, those new items should be grayed out if you're a non-season pass holder. If you're a free-to-play player, your opinion matters less and less and less as every season goes on. I want the game to improve and to be bettered and to be deepened for people who are spending money. And free-to-play players, you can freeload to the cows come home. But if you want the new digs, you gotta spend the money.
1: The free-to-play funnel is very big right now and they're trying to make it bigger, but as soon as you get into the opinions and wants that that funnel is, is really tight because you got the paid people that, you know, kind of have to have more representation.
0: The Forsaken Supers were uh, immediately free when they became free to play. Well, and that changes it too because they've the, the base game. You know, the base game is is free now. So if they go back and change those things, they have to. They they can't charge you for that. Their initiation, their coronation into the game is is always going to cost money because it's brand new. The poison subclass gonna cost money, right? It's it's not going to be something that. It's not going to be something that you can you can just give to everybody they they, they they can't do that right they, they can't give you this sort of you know sense of oh man I, I I don't have to spend any money and I get all the new stuff I get I get the new digs I get the new that uh you know they they have to put price tags on this stuff and and you can't keep saying oh they can't add stuff to iron banner because it's free or you know trials or whatever you can have the base loot and and then all the new stuff should be behind the, the the season pass cost. All of it. That's just how it should work. Um, I I and and listen, if tons of people are jumping into free to play, it to me stands to reason for them to be like, oh, look at all this new stuff they added by the season pass. Like how how is that not a logical situation? I've been enjoying this game. It's free. This has been very very fun. Hey look they added a bunch of new things new guns new new new, new stuff and, and, and I have to spend a $10 season pass to get it. It's I don't know. I can't if anybody bristles at that then I, I don't know I'm fine with that. that. That's just how it should work.
1: You know, I, I I don't have much input on the free-to-play. I, I pay a lot because I constitute is the time and hours I put into this game. I know that between Steam and Xbox, I'm, I'm, you know, separating that between at least somewhere between 20 to 30 a week. And especially on a heavy trials weekend, it's mostly all coming on the weekend. Right. But I I... I I know people have a right to be frugal or stringent with their money especially when it comes to video games and all the the problems we've had and what we're even watching right now transpire right in front of us with Cyberpunk so I I'm completely under, understanding where people are coming from or wanting what they be wanting what they paid for e- even more now after Cyberpunk because I think that whole debacle is terrible like i can only imagine mm. people's expectations about buying it on last gen and then just being completely having the rug pulled from oh. right under them <laughs> you know in a really really bad way because the memes yep. are everywhere yeah so yeah, when it, when it goes to the pay portion of of this of this topic uh, i've always conflated it to time i've put in but i i don't necessarily think that's correct in the argument from my standpoint in terms of what I'm getting I know what I'm paying for and I want and what I'm grinding for and that's to be good at trials and great uh in a team aspect as a fire team so uh you know and and I have walked away from this game twice you know once in in uh the first ed- uh, edition in d1 and then the second time right after curse so I've stopped paying before, I can stop paying again. It's just it's about my interests, but everyone's interests are different and it's it's understandable.
0: Yeah, and I would agree with what distorted Sama is saying. The free-to-play model is super confusing because it's so nebulous. It's like every 12 months the free-to-play offering is completely different. It's like this amoeba crawling across the game. It's like what's free, what's not? I don't understand. What am I paying for? What are they getting? What am I not getting? I've I've said this since the season of arrival splash page looked, in my opinion, so stupid because it looked like you barely got anything for buying and everybody got everything for free. It it, it looked very lopsided as a paying customer, and I think it should be a whole lot more clear cut and and it should be crystal clear that you get this stuff thing place and everything beyond that is is costing you money. It, it it needs to be clearer, and I don't know if it ever will be, because again, the the rolling forward free-to-play model is in some cases, in this case, I think it's almost like a Pioneer thing that they're doing. It's a brand new idea that every year they're just going to basically hand out the last couple of years for free and then charge for new stuff. I mean, it's just all, I don't know, it's Kind of all over the place uh, in in many aspects, and i want to go to the next question though. Eknor, uh, with the next question, do you think Bungie should have standardized ability regen time in Crucible and disable stat mods? Maybe different regen for PVE and PVP. See, all this is is step one of a hundred to creating Halo. That's all you're doing, and I and I only know this because I've done this discussion so many times over the years and you may not know it and that may not be your intention but that's all this is there's a hundred steps to halo and this is step one you standardize regen take away customization through stat mods and you're well on your way to creating halo because after that well get rid of the supers get rid of the abilities get rid of this get rid of that make it gun base it's halo like as soon as you start to push against the build crafting the space magic and the chaos the customization the god rolls all of that you're you're on your way back to halo destiny 2 vanilla was essentially this ugly Halo stepchild, double primary, everything was slow, everything was, the, the abilities had been nerfed, significantly nerfed, no one-shot one, sh- one shot hit abilities anywhere to be seen. It was not, not at all the, the evolution that you want to see in the Crucible. And so, this is what typically happens is you zero in on the thing that you think is bad or problematic or whatever, and you're like, oh, let's standardize the stats and disable stat mods. And it's like, you you just cracked the box open. That's Pandora's box that's gonna shift the game into Halo if you keep going down that road of remove the space magic, the customization, and the build crafting. Like, you, as soon as you start down that path, I don't necessarily know if you'll ever stop. Not you specifically, like anybody who goes down this pathway, you're basically trying to rip pieces of the DNA of Destiny out, and eventually, you're gonna end up with not Destiny. And that's why I've always been like, yeah, you can't really do that. You can't do that. can't do this. Can't do this. Can't do this. Can't do standard loadouts. Can't do custom. Now listen, I... I kind of went crazy yesterday. I was like, yeah, maybe they need to go back to, like, go play classic Destiny. Like, Trials is classic Destiny. So, it's 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 all this old school set loadout stuff. But I, you know, even as I say that, I'm like, ah, the community isn't going to rally around that. It, 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 you're going to go in, have none of the new digs, have none of your new weapons, none of your builds, and, and play Halo. You know, a, a weird version of Halo. A space magic version of Halo. And so... I always shoot these ideas down, not because I think they're bad, but because I think they're just really, um, with with respect. I just feel like it's misguided. I feel like you're 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 trying to get out a scalpel and be like, "Well, I'm going to carve out just this one piece of Destiny's DNA." It's like that you're not going to be able to stop. It's like when you it's like when you trim your beard and you do it wrong, you're just going to keep trimming away, and then you're goatee guy for the summer, you know.
1: I, I I'd step away for just a second, but I, I after reading this question and, and catching the tail end of what you just said, I'm actually kind of intrigued with uh Eknor's uh uh you know thought process on this. Uh I feel that if this was a a game mode we went to or they made this the standard where those numbers didn't matter and we had our same abilities with this uh concept that we would probably pick and choose more wisely the engagements, and then uh, the upscale of cooldowns would be almost mitigated. What's uh, I can't re- recall what's um, momentum control that's that's the game mode where you get your skills back by you know getting the gun kills. I, I feel maybe that is something where uh, it's relatable, but you know, I know what you're not talking about having your regen uh, return based on gun gun kills but at the same time that's that's just the first thing that comes to my mind uh but yes you you are the reference that you, you utilize with the scalpel you are carving out something within this game already and then trying to implement it in 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 the same uh, uh ecosystem yep. and then trying to 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 capitalize on it I, and i don't know if necessarily i think that could work in some cases in some games because uh some some other pvp games utilize that that functionality call of Duty's done it for years but i, I don't know if it it would be best used in, in a game that's been
0: around you know seven plus years with this franchise yeah yeah Next question from Filthy says: Should Bungie change how the slow debuff affects other guardians? It can be, uh, it can be caused by so many stasis things, and it makes it very difficult to fight back. In my opinion, being slowed is a bigger issue than freezing. Now, I saw some people saying this today in chat that, like, you know, freezing isn't really the issue anymore; it's the slowing as well as the shattering. Um, I don't have input here. I'm actually going to defer to Wolvie on this. Do you do you think slow? Slow is a bigger headache or maybe more prominent or consistent rhythm of a headache as compared to getting frozen. Um, I, I've been
1: seeing a lot of this as well, and I don't know how to tackle this or at least my response because I feel, you know, it's one and the same. You know, mm-hmm. one doesn't exist without the other. And getting slowed is, is a nuisance, but there have been times where I've been... You know, maybe it's because I've missed a few shots, but being slowed has a forgiveness factor that being frozen will never give you. So I I still think at the same time, being frozen is definitely the worst for obvious reasons, but being slowed hasn't deterred me in more instances where I've just been completely frozen or just destroyed by uh, a wall grenade, either by another hunter or Titan. And in some cases, I, I I was done in by good hunters with the or excuse me good warlocks with the penumbra blast. Some some guys still still know how to utilize it. It's it's actually pretty impressive with uh, transversive mm-hmm. steps. So
0: this goes back to and and a lot of people misunderstood my logic on this. But when I talked about will stasis have a negative effect on the crucible, and I cited the weather blog and when they talked about how they they didn't want to negatively impact core gameplay. With the weather on uh, Europa. So they didn't want you to feel like you were getting knocked around, slowed down, you know, and, and kicked in the face, okay? So I applied that logic to the Crucible. And I said, I think anytime you're slowing or freezing somebody, you are taking away their agency that is i think a negative impact on core gameplay you outshoot me you hit me with a grenade you hit me with a super you're not taking away my agency you just you killed me in the game right there's a power there's a power exchange whether it's through abilities or shooting or whatever and when i lose i have to think about Why did I lose? Where can I go? Are they team-shotting? Do I need to reposition? You know, whatever. When you slow me down or you freeze me, there's a moment where your agency is gone. Now, you don't even have to be playing Destiny to know this is always, I I think, super frustrating. I dislike this in any game I play. If I get stun-locked in a video game, or you freeze me and I gotta, like, smash the buttons or wiggle the joystick to get unfrozen, I can't stand that. That doesn't... I don't like when my agency's taken away. And so... I don't know if there's a way to make this not irritating because you you can't move you 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 are having your your agency taken away. This is actually one of the reasons that I have always said the reason that Gambit will never win certain people over, and name people like me, you know that uh, that don't like the mode. One of the main reasons is there's so much disruption. I just want to do this thing. Can you please leave me alone? This is happening in Immortals Phoenix Rising. The wraiths keep showing up and randomly fighting me. I can't stand that. Leave me alone. I just booted the game up. I want to go over to this little field here and work on this quest, side quest, dungeon, whatever, and you're messing with me. Leave me alone. And so this is why I don't I just I don't know if if stasis is ever not going to feel like they're, you're periodically getting poked in the eye because it's that wiggle the joystick to break free thing that no one actually enjoys. I, I, I don't think it's a it's a sought after experience in almost any game. It's like, I want to have agency over what happens. This is why I want you know, I love games where I can dodge, block, and parry I love that, I love being given those choices to mitigate and to get away from damage with my decision making, I can't stand automatic damage, damage that's not mitigatable, something I can't get away from block or parry, I hate that it feels cheap, and so especially in a world where the enemies constantly get to block and deflect or, or go immune or whatever, I can't stand that it drives me crazy in any game right? in any game, I don't like that and so this is all this is all different shades of the same color. Where when your agency, decision making, or power is taken from you, it's not the same as as losing a shootout. It's not the same as as someone just besting you in a in a in a in a match or in a fight or whatever. It it it, it has a different feel, and I don't know if there if there's because. This, the reason I'm going on this tangent a little bit is because Greg was like, it's, if it's not the freezing it's the slowing, if it's not the slowing, it's the shattering, right? Like, the idea that somebody's going to find something that they're annoyed by to complain about, you know, whatever and so that's why I'm kind of like eh, stasis is probably always going to be kind of annoying, that's just what it is it's 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 disrupting your your player agency, so.
1: Exactly that then that's kind of what I mean by embrace the darkness it's just this Very well could be, you know, the status quo with a few tweaks, but we we don't even know what, what they they're thinking, you know, or if they're even watching, because it's, it's amazing that they ship some things to us and, and we play it. And I, I, like I said, I, it's just, it's, it rattles my brain that, that we're doing a lot of the, uh you know, quality assurance for them in terms of, you know, whether it's PvP or even in much, much cases, PvE.
0: Yeah, I think if we get poison, it'll have damage over time and disorienting effects. I don't think it'll slow us down. Stasis is going to be about slowing down. Poison's going to be about spreading corruption, about damage over time, disorienting, blinding. And then blighted effects are going to be about... um i don't even know is there
1: confirmation for these two that you're referencing the blighted and the poison
0: because i know that's what i think we're getting
1: (laughs) no 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 I, i think like i'm like i'm almost like believing i'm like really 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 like it's just like i i i don't know what they're gonna do now is are they gonna just completely just throw another you know you know um goliath into this match and just say here here's another crazy one and this crazy one has the potential to fight this other crazy one and we're not touching any of it right yeah. this this
0: yeah you know my, the my theory were
1: our help but not you know not any longer
0: my theory for Poison is that we know right now Zivu Arath is corrupting an army, so corruption is a power that they're wielding, and we know in Witch Queen we will go to a new and never-before-seen destination, similar to Europa, a new never-before-seen destination. That was the, the source of stasis. I believe the new never-before-seen destination will be wherever... Zivu, Arath, or Savathun are are using corruption, just like Aramis, to form an army. We will then wield the power of corruption. We already can see what it kind of looks like with the necrotic grasps and the thorn. And then the blighted power, to me, just stands to reason that if we learn stasis from the stranger, we learn corruption from Aris, we're going to learn blight from the drifter, because he's wielding and using and learning about taken powers, and like absorbing their power, and we were given the wither horde, which that's what it uses. It uses is Blight as a power. I think these are hints and breadcrumbs pointing at these uh, subclasses that we'll be learning and getting, which is why it's called Lightfall. By the time we do that, if we embrace Blight, if we embrace essentially taken powers, I believe we will become guardians of power and we will no longer be guardians of light that's why they're called orbs of power I think that's what we're truly becoming like a grey Jedi right we'll be balanced we'll have three dark three light we'll be a guardian of power and that's that's what I base the theory off of which then would mean every year these new subclasses are going to land and disrupt everything be complained about and run the crucible and that my prediction may not come true but if it does I, I would anticipate that being your experience in the crucible
1: that's Um, that's a very sound very sound that's very sound i i i I just i'm having a hard time contextualizing what the poison the blight maybe i can you know figure out like maybe we'll do a little bit of shifting and you know a bunch of blink stuff and maybe like explosions uh, of our like power around us like an aurora but mm -hmm. our only representation of anything poison related is clearly what they've just implemented with the warlocks and then prior to that just the thorn so it's just i'm I'm trying to think of what we had no idea that ice was going to do what it's doing right now so i'm prepared for my mind to be blown in that facet as well if it ends up being uh how how you're actually well well properly putting it together that it, it could be very feasible especially with the way you described it
0: there's also the touch of malice, the idea of damage over time or self-inflicted damage. Like using corruption could honestly be a a risk, a high-risk reward subclass where you are potentially maybe going to be inflicting damage to yourself to do damage to others, and then like a dot a dot damage idea that you're poisoning, corrupting. That would that would mess with the uh, the game flow because Thorn always did. Thorn always mess with 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 game flow because you got to leave the lane, you got to hide. Um, And, you know, sacrificing some of your health for damage is something, like, I could clearly see with the corruption subclass, because that's essentially what it's doing. It's corrupting you as well. That's the risk we're taking. And then Blight would be all about disorientation of the will, because that's what the Taken did. They lost their will. They became beings that had no will, and so I would disorient you. You You would you wouldn't be able to shoot me or maybe you might hurt the people around you maybe your your character would, would like be unwieldy for a moment or something you know blinded or I don't know um, things like that you know and, and think about arc soul you know a blighted subclass would have like little you know little blight things helping you or damaging others and things like that you know, eating e- yeah eating away or uh or, or again just cur- just fiddling with your will and taking it from you stuff like that i don't know De- these are all just let me, let me ask <laughs> ideas. you a question let, let me
1: ask you a question maybe uh, you and uh if there's any lore 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 buffs in chat that could help as well is zivu a wrath well when we say that they're corrupting are they're corrupting other other hive or they're corrupting because i i feel like i saw something that looked like a hive knight and a colossus cabal put together is is that going on is some sort of like borg yeah. type thing going on that's what the, that's what the wrathborn hunts are. are. yeah that's what the okay. wrathborn
0: hunts are she's corrupting okay. an army and it can do it to anybody so it can be fallen it can be cabal it can be anything um so i thought in the trailers they showed fallen and cabal um fallen cabal and hive yeah i think it's cabal i think it's fall cabal and hive i don't think it's Scorn. um yeah i
1: haven't i haven't done a wrathborn hunt since i I basically pinnacled out which is unfortunate because i enjoyed the dialogue while doing them it's now i just i really can't I can't muster up the energy just to hear a little bit of it i'd rather just wait for a youtube video of all the dialogue to come out and me listen to it and that's very unfortunate because that's not how you know intentionality of of implementation is is meant by them or you know in in a general standpoint so i you know this is for another conversation but you know just the that implementation of the content loop mm-hmm. and the new stuff that they have, and then getting the voice actors to do the new lines, and then we're, we're being drip-fed it in that context. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, you know, there's already a leak out there of the ending of this season. And you know, yep. don't watch it, don't go looking for it if you don't want to see what happens. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that watched it, and I think it's great but you know i don't think that that being around it to be data mined long enough for it to be distributed should be a thing but that's like i said an argument for another day
0: and and here's some other thing i think eugene's bringing some stuff in that i forgot about yeah malfeasance also is blight Wither horde, he says. Touch of malice, yeah. Touch of malice is a bit of both, right? It feels like blight, but also poison. He says. Even ruinous effigy is blight-like as well, right? Yeah. Th- th- there's using the death of another for power, you know, and it, you pick it up and wield it or whatever. There's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, th- I think we're really close to having it right. I think a corruption green poison class is almost guaranteed, I, that you know. And then the blight, I don't know. That just seems to make sense because you got the drifter. You know, and you got Eris, and you just look at him, and you're like, "You're gonna teach me how to use this weirdo green stuff, and you're gonna teach me how to use this black nasty stuff." Like, that's what they're both kind of touching, you know, with their their experiences. Um, Torch says, "Do you need Beyond Light to unlock Stasis?" Does this make Stasis pay to win? Yeah, Torch, we jumped ahead. Sorry, we kind of already answered this. I I have I've dismissed this notion any time it's come up over the years because. Anytime you want the new stuff, you gotta buy the DLC, the expansion, or the season. And I think folks just need to get over it. I I, I do not... um, Pay to win, it gets so misused by the gaming community. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, Torch. But if people claim that's pay to win, that is such a misuse of where the turn was born out of. The idea that you could go to a micro-spending store and buy... A gun that was stronger than all other guns for five dollars that's pay to win like you're specifically price tagging a gun that is meta shifting now somebody might say but that's what that's what stasis is doing there's a difference between it being baked into an expansion and being like hey thanks for buying beyond light oh yeah that uh, shatter dive aspect yeah it's five bucks that's pay to win the minute you start attaching an individual price tag on specific pieces of power and advantage that's pay to win buying an expansion or a season that comes with exotics abilities or guns that are good in the game that's not pay to win so it's it's a miss it's a misuse of the term i'm glad you brought the heat and shut it down yeah torch does torch isn't saying it's pay to win i think torch saw that debate going on in chat and was like all right let me let me let me throw this one out there um so, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the next question because we already, me and, me and Wolvie already kind of batted, batted that one around and we're already over an hour here. So, uh, Lona, would you ever go for a subscription game like Destiny? After close to 3,000 combined hours, I would. Some of my best gaming experiences came off of sub games. Uh, I would, but I feel obviously that it would not be a popular opinion. This is coming from Hitman, uh, commonly puts, their, puts his questions in the Discord. Um, I actually. Think this question always lands the same, which is a bunch of us would be willing as long as proof of concept was there. You'd have to prove to us that there we were going to get a ton more content, um, and then we would willingly do it. But there are people that would never be convinced. They would feel like it's a rip-off, cash grab, you know, nickel and dime, um, whatever phrase they'd want to come up with. I think we're already in a quasi-subscription model anyway because you're essentially spending fifty plus eighty. I'm sorry, plus thirty, which is eighty. You're paying eighty dollars a year to play all of the new Destiny content. Now it's not traditional in that you're not specifically having to pay to continue playing. You can skip a season and still access the game. Traditional subscription model is gonna lock you out of the game if you don't pay. You know. So right now we're at like a six and a half to a seven dollar a month subscription fee. You know, it's not bad. That's not bad, you know, but you can keep accessing the game if you don't buy the season so I think a lot of us would pivot over to a subscription model if proof of concept was there but the reason they'll probably never do that is they're likely making money hand over fist with this model with micro spending on the side and they don't need to switch it Um, and their bandwidth would have to completely change they would have to double or triple their bandwidth to justify a subscription model because they cannot create enough content in a quick enough fashion to justify charging people ten to fifteen dollars a month for access to the game. They simply don't create enough. So they would have to double or triple their bandwidth or it would be laughable. No one would do it. They'd be like, are you friggin' kidding me? No, it would be it would be a, a nightmare. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, Wolby. Mm, maybe he stepped away. Maybe he stepped away sorry
1: my 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 mic sorry, my mic was muted. That oh, was you're muted my right. fault. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I apparently I clicked it, but anyways, uh uh i I said you took the words right out of my mouth completely because coming from a blizzard standpoint my my background's in Diablo, but I played wow for a while, so you know that substantiated a subscription style of you know of 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 entry, you know,. It, it, Definitely, Destiny would have to, Bungie would have to find a way to supplement that if we're going to have to pay at a monthly basis. Because, like you said, you know, very accurately, we are kind of doing that right now. If we, if you didn't pay the extra to get the entire year you you owe them 10 bucks next season if you want to be a part of it in in a more in-depth fashion but you know i know some will argue you don't even need it but at the same time you know if you're if you're if you're paying it to get to 100 levels like you know 10 bucks is you know i I feel the amount of time you're putting in to playing it your electric bill has just tripled that
0: yeah yeah yep and then chat seems to agree uh, you'd have to really really increase their uh, their content output to justify it and coyote we got two more questions here coyote says stasis is good in pvp because it allows you to control zone more than most light based subclasses isn't it more so a matter of even though light classes can be good in pvp they lack the general play the, i mean the, we've we've been touching on this all day so we don't need to rebake this cake we basically have said just this i mean that, that stasis is is able to do stall stop stall and and shut down so much mm-hmm. of what light base can do and light base doesn't have the counter. It's not an it's not an equal trade of power. And that's the question we need to ask. Are they going to go to an equal trade of power or to a counter system, or are they gonna leave it as is and then, you know, slowly nerf it and trim it down over the period of this year so that by the time the Witch Queen gets here, it's not the new hotness anymore. It's more of an equal Equal opportunity, you know, subclass. You can pick all of them, and they all have their own opportunities to be awesome. Um, so, I, I we I feel like we've covered a lot of this here. Do you have anything extra to add to what he's to what he's asking here?
1: No, it basically, it, it has been covered uh, uh, real quickly. Just one another thing, I think it kind of just adds into his overall perception in terms of lane play. One thing, and and this is my experience over the weekend, and i know jav i mentioned earlier is my favorite map and i kind of know how to work it a little bit better than the other ones and i feel confident in most lanes compared to other maps but i really was not concerned with three peaking at all this weekend because if i actually i i felt confident when i heard someone whip out a sword and i had a nade ready oh I backrest and just nade this guy who still got his sword out, and he hadn't even switched to his gun yet, and he's getting walled. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is just my perception, or if maybe other people had this experience if they played Trials or if they played some sort of elimination type way uh, game mode where, or even survival for that have you, where people you know, have the tendency to three peak with swords. How, how have your experience been? Because personally, if I have that ability, man, e- even if I just have my one shuriken and, and the, the, the shift, I, yep. I I'm, I'm pushing on someone who's got their sword out because I, unless they switch real fast, I'm, I'm freezing or excuse me, slowing them and then just finishing off which one shuriken. So I, I feel it, it inadvertently, we kind of took care of three peaking in a way depending on how you play and how aggressive you want to be where we're not just holding down the sniper scope and someone goes all right well i'm gonna sit right here with my sword while he just beams that little red light at me
0: well and this just puts on display for people that act like three peaking isn't that big of a deal it just shows how strong it really was and how much it did to play flow that it took something like stasis to disrupt that, you know, like <laughs> it yeah. took dusk field grenades and new exotics. Like that's how strong a passive three peak is like the free information is so strong in games like this. So it's, it's funny that, you know, people are now realizing maybe that, yeah, maybe three peaking is a little, si- is a, is a little silly, uh, that it, it takes stasis to shut it down. <laughs> so, yeah, Josh,
1: Josh Craig in chat brings up a good point. Three pieces can say, yeah, like if you're very good at, you know, switching, but if, if a guy's on the run, and for instance, if he's a hunter and has backrest and he backrest, you know, an extra 10 yards in front of you while you still have your sword out, it's like, you, you know, it's your pants caught down type deal. And he already threw down a an nade and smashed it. It's just, that's, that's how I approached it. I'm pretty sure people, other people, executed it either quicker or in a similar fashion, whether it was Dustfield. Or uh, the Titan Melee, they were able to just cover so much ground, and they're able to just fly by and then just uh, swing around with a shotgun blast, what have you. So, uh, I I feel three peaking kind of was putting putting a little little bit of a stall, which I which I liked, and I felt the pacing of matches over the weekend. Especially, uh, other than the exception when it's really, really sweaty, most games were moving really quickly because people felt, you know, either confident in engagements because of their abilities being on or active. And I, I, I like that. I like, uh, you know, when when teams want to fight. I, I like that instead of just holding down lanes and then your adrenaline going and who's got a, a better uh, flick flick yeah. of the wrist or what have you with uh, with a snipe.
0: Yeah, I mean, passivity is a strategy, but it's also boring. So, like, no no shade to people to play that way, but it's just, I, I, yeah. I agree. I've never liked playing against passive teams. It's a snooze fest. You're you always know, playing, there's a, there's a, playing a time, the time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a time to do
1: it. It shouldn't be, all right, guys, we're going to wait round one because we know that's the, the strat. Let's wait. It's, yeah, I, all right. You're playing someone that's hi- highly better than you. Okay, I get it. But, you know, if you're taking it in on every card you take, I, I don't know i don't know how many you're winning but at the same time it's probably not as much as people that are playing a little differently
0: yeah resurrect with our last question says and, and before we do this last question if you're here and you've enjoyed this segment do me a favor and click the like button roll us over to 700 likes uh consider clicking subscribe if you enjoy seeing this content regularly monday through friday uh if you want to take part in these q a's you got to be a member so you can click the join button pick a five dollar subscription you get a badge emotes and you can submit questions you also get increased Uh, privileges in our Discord server. Anybody can use our Discord server, so feel free to go in there. The general chat and LFG is open to everybody, but when you become a member, you get the increased access. And also, don't forget, we're not done after this section. Uh, We have more things for you after we're done with this Q&A, so I don't shut down afterwards, and here's a nice rundown of all the different content that we do throughout the week on the network and we'll be doing a short interview with Wolvie after this about the little thing in the corner you're seeing there, Trials Halftime, a new show coming for you. So last question from Resurrect Why not give us a simple gun versus gun mode? And no, I don't want to play Halo. Yes you do. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be happy about it. No excuses when you lose, you've just been outgunned. Oh, my sweet summer child. No. (laughs) So much no here. First and foremost, this is basically asking for Halo. I know you don't think so, but essentially, a stripped-down Destiny is Halo, if you go purely, uh, to two guns. Second, second, the, um... The no excuses when you lose, you've just been outgunned. Again, this is uh, you, sweet summer child. No, it would be that gun's broken, that gun's OP, that gun's a crutch, this, that, and the other. You know, what about exotics? Are you going to turn exotics off or, you know, exotic armor? You know, you, you just want a gun versus gun mode, okay? Now... I know what's what you may not say it, but I know what typically the comeback's going to be. Oh, well, when then you do set guns, so no one can complain about OP guns. That's Halo. You, just, you, you like, you're asking for Halo. This is, again, you are going down the road to Halo whether you want to admit it or not, whether you see it or not, you're asking for Halo. So, if you strip abilities down and you just go with the guns, then it's gonna be complaints about, like, oh, that gun's broken, it's just a bunch of thorns, it's just a bunch of this, it's just a bunch of that, you know? And their god rolls better than mine, blah, blah, blah. So then you'd want to go to set loadouts and set guns, and that is Halo. Like, I, I get it. I totally understand the desire. I understand the desire and the affinity for gunplay. I am the guy screaming sometimes. Just fight me. Can I just get into a gunfight? I get that, brother. I grew up on Quake Two, Quake Three, Unreal Tournament, and Call of Duty. I want to get into a gunfight. I don't want to die to a to to an ability or a super or you know something cheesy. Like I, I I'm right there with you, and that's why I don't play a lot of Crucible because that's destiny's crucible destiny's crucible is great gunplay with space magic you can't have one without the other um sorry i mean it, it, it sounds like i'm coming down on you pretty hard here but i this people always try to do this they're trying to sneak this in like it's not halo and it is so i don't we'll be, you know take up for resurrect here am, am i wrong here is there room for gun gun you know game mode no there's a different there's a different game for you man um i know you like the
1: idea because well resurrect and referring to and even other individuals that want this because this isn't the first time i've heard something like this uh i just don't think destiny is that game i know you enjoy destiny's concept of guns because of how cool they are they incorporate you know outer space magic and all that in, in, into the fashion of it, and you know, I'll be honest with you. Destiny's guns feel good overall. Let's let's just come to that. And part of that, you know, stasis conversation we're having is because people feel so attached to their guns and the lethality of them. And and, and I I'm gonna I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you. I everyone knows I, I use a Rat King. I I love that gun. That gun has really changed the way I play with. When I was using Void, but I'll be honest with you, it has made me even better of a player with Stasis now, and it's crazy how that works.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I,
1: I feel an attachment to guns, but I don't know if if we're gonna put strictly guns a game mode uh, where we have no ability. If it's it's part of the ecosystem, uh, that's that's my thing. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and die in the hill of of impossibility but I, I I will say I don't know if it's part of the ecosystem
0: I I'll, I'll do this I'll try to be nice I'll try to give you something here okay so they do scorched they I, I'd be open to an idea of a of um I don't know how often they would do it but it would be pretty cool if they could do like a Suros game mode and then you go in and you play and they just give you a suros gun right and everybody's got the same guns you got a suros auto rifle shotgun and i don't know something else and they're all like test weapons so it would be like the gunsmith's game mode you know you would go in and abilities are turned off and you're just testing guns for the gunsmith like how when you go into scorch and it's just scorch cannons yeah. I'll, I'll I will throw you that bone, but I'll do okay. it and say, be careful what you wish for. It'll probably not be very fun for very long. You, you'd have to put it on a mayhem ro- type
1: rotation, where like once every other week or whatever on a, you know, tri-weekly period. However, they have the other ones, but it, it's never going to be at the competition level of this game where trials is going to be no skills. That's just you know inconceivable.
0: I just think it's a be careful what you wish for scenario where. If if everybody's running around playing that way, I really, really think the result would be something that wouldn't have a lot of legs. Like, it would be like, this is super slow and boring. It would be a... It would essentially mimic the D2 vanilla heat maps and player patterns it would be death balling hand holding butt hugging it would be so boring that's my prediction i'm open to being wrong about this but i feel the psychological state of the players that would go in there it would be so boring and slow and no playmaking it wouldn't i know you think you're gonna like fly around the corner like pew pew pew, pew, hand cannon ha ha it would be nothing but that and i'm i'm open to being wrong here but knowing this this player pl- player base and watching the way they've responded to things over the years just look at when they took radar away it was so boring everybody just sat around corners it was awful like you take away that, imp- that 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 power and people respond to it in a way that i actually think would be something that would be less than ideal i don't think it would be a very popular mode um you know scorched to mayhem are kind of uh you know party games, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, that, that, I don't think that would go over very well. But, uh, you know, campaign for it, go to Reddit, go to all these places and see if it, if it can get popular enough. I can see Bungie saying, hey, let's let's throw that in there and see what people think, you know? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I I happen to think that long-term, no, it would, uh, it would fizzle out real, real quick, so guys stick around I'm going to be interviewing Wolvie about the show there in the corner that we're launching that it's going to be his baby this new channel that we're launching that's going to be his baby I know you're like how many channels do you need we need all of them and that's the goal SNTR Network is going to continue to add shows and channels to give you great content and make it we're trying to do everything we can to make it really accessible we're not going to keep making you hop streams uh, all that often uh, but it is going to be another lane and avenue for content so stick around around for that and and as
1: uh real quickly as a way and just i want as many people as they can in case i know after a a lot of people make their way out and you know they are a little interested but not i I want to be able to give back to people that have already been connected to this stream so i would consider if you are tier one vip or higher to maybe listen up because like there are a few things that are going to be incorporated with what i'm offering that i will give credit to to lono stream because this is all a give back to to something you know he's given me an opportunity for which is completely humbling
0: so stick around for that interview you can use the halftime command in chat go sub to the channel now we'll reveal the the channel name shortly it's 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 not under the, the 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 right name just yet but Uh, Trials Halftime and this new channel that we're launching. If you're listening to this recording elsewhere and you're like, man, I would love to be a part of these Q&As or I'd love to be a VIP or co-host. Those are all join options on the YouTube channel. You can go to SNTRlive.com to take part of these. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. Look, if you're on your way out, give me some love on the way out. Click the subscribe and the like button. It helps the channel. It helps this video if you're on your way out. And if not, stick around. We'll be talking to Wolvie in just a moment. As always, if you listen or uh, watch these elsewhere, please like